Welcome to the Chapel of the Cross podcast. My name is Jeff Crawford, Communications Manager for the Parish. In today's episode, we will be welcoming back our rector and podcast host, Elizabeth Marie Melshona, who has been away this summer on sabbatical. We will hear about what she has been up to while she's been away and discuss some thoughts about what lies ahead. Elizabeth Marie, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Jeff. It's good to have you back in the chair. It is good to be back in the chair. (laughs) All right. Well, you've been back for a few weeks now, but uh, you left the week after Easter, which is hard to believe. That seems like a long time ago. Yes. And yet it also seems like it just happened. And this was your first sabbatical over all your time in ministry. Yes. So tell us, yeah, let's talk about this sabbatical and how, you know, you came into it and and what happened during it. Uh, I'm really grateful for it. I'm now entering my 18th year of ordained ministry and just how time and various calls had worked out, I had not ever been able to take sabbatical before. And I think serving here and hopefully emerging out of COVID, the time felt like it was right. We have such a great strong vestry and such a wonderful staff team that it felt like the the time was right that I could take a step back from some of the day-to-day operations of the parish and and a step toward God. It's really Sabbath. We talk about Sabbath and I think sometimes we conflate it with rest and it is about rest, but it's about creating space for being with God. And it was wonderful. <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's there's so many different uh especially with you know, the pandemic, um, obviously your changes in, in your roles, but even here, the changes in the seasons, the changes in the practices, staff. Yeah, this, there needed to be a season for this. <laughs> well, and I think I've noticed that sabbatical, you know, I think sabbaticals are a familiar concept for clerics mm-hmm. and they are familiar for academics, but it seems like they're becoming more pervasive across industries. Yeah. And I'm I'm grateful for that. Because I hope that everyone can have that sense of spaciousness and then return right. to hopefully work that they love, but with a renewed sense of energy and purpose and self. Yeah. And it helps with clarity of yes. vision, yeah. all of that. Yeah. So what were some of your hopes going into sabbatical? I knew I was tired. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a um, I didn't realize quite how tired I was until I stopped moving. Like I, I don't think I'd really had it more than a day or two between calls and shifting calls for me had also meant moving across the country. So like I finished work in Denver on a July 31st and started here August 2nd or 3rd. That kind of moving and pace, I, I was just, I was grateful for the pause mm-hmm. and it gave me some space for reflection. So I was hopeful for, space for reflection, time for retreat and reorientation, looking to time with family in a new way and reconnection with, with friends and just, just really being in Chapel Hill without, I've not, I'd not ever lived in Chapel Hill without showing up to church. Right. And you also, yeah. And in all these transitions, you also had two kids. Yes. (laughs) a busy era yeah, for it's you. It's been a busy, busy season. <laughs> All right. So you had a lot of adventures, at least from the outside, it seems like. You yes. got to go to folk harp camp. I did. So I'm I am not a musician. I love music, bluegrass music, folk music, church music, but I had not ever been in a context 
So I've sung with people. And I have to say that first Sunday coming back into church and processing down the aisle and fe- like feeling people singing together, mm-hmm. it was powerful. But I'd not, I'd not ever been in a context where I wasn't using the human voice as instrument, where I was actually playing an instrument. And so to get to go to a place, to a community, to the folk school, which is modeled off folk schools in Europe and and has a sense of craftspersonship. Mm-hmm. So having someone who is an expert craftsperson or musician and then folks who come and live in community, share meals and, and apprentice with them. Great. It was a great yes. gift. And so got to tour the other studios where folks were learning weaving or pottery, blacksmithing, furniture making. Um, I was with a group of harpists. Mm-hmm. We happened to be all women. I think I was the youngest person there. <laughs> That's a good cohort. It was a big By group. Thirty right? some years. It was a great group. Yeah. I mean, there were a dozen, fourteen of us. Yeah. Um, some of whom were musicians, skilled on other instruments, uh, hammer dulcimer. Several of us were totally new to reading music playing music together, but there's something, and you know this as a musician, there's something so powerful about creating in community. Yes. And I did not get to the place with a harp where it was, (laughs) where, where it was something that is able to kind of pour forth as an expression of was more, why can't I make the ring finger on my left hand do the thing that I'm willing it to do? But there was that sense of, I just resonance and yeah. yeah. That's the great thing about ensembles is the responsibility is shared. So yes, your ring finger isn't is malfunctioning. It's <laughs> it's okay. <there's> grace. <laughs> yes. yes, and just and people gathering for for jams, mm-hmm. you know, bringing maybe the the blacksmith person also played the banjo and right. just coming together and singing or having called contra dances. Oh, call cool. dance. Yeah. You know, I love that. And and so getting to go to a couple of those yeah. was wonderful. And dancing with people, you know, part of that is you're you're creating sort of music and rhythm with your your bodies. And you don't know the person you're dancing with necessarily, <laughs> right. but there's a shared cross-generational communal expression. Mm. Yeah. That I just love. Wow. And how did you find that? I found out about it from a fellow parishioner. She has gone several times and talked about her experience of the community there, the landscape of Western North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's way, 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 way west. And she has said several times, you need to go. You need to go. Over years, you need to go. And I finally went. Right. Okay, but that's not all you did. That is not all. You got to go on a retreat in California. I got to go on retreat. I have an ongoing text thread mm-hmm. with some seminary classmates. You know, so we're we're – we're moving close to a two-decade texting funny things to one another. Right. And it's a group of people that, because of our, our rhythms and work schedules, um, one does not have a typical weekend. And we seldom get to see one another. Not even at weddings have we all been able to get the same Sundays off at one another's weddings. Um, so we arranged to go on retreat together in California. One of our one of the women in the group is a canon uh, for a diocese out there, and so we arranged 
time and space together where we'd read things and discussed it. We prayed together. We also just enjoyed God's creation. Like we spent a lot of time hiking, walking, asking big questions, asking questions about our vocations. Um, some of us are married and partnered. Some of us are not. Some of us are parents. Some of us are not. Some of us are in diocesan ministry, some in parish ministry, some in interim ministry. And just having the space to talk and be with folks who know know about that. But then also we got to go to the place where the very first prayer book service was said, you know, in the late 1500s. Yeah. And there were elephant seals, you know, <laughs> on the beach. Trumpeting. Trumpeting, <laughs> trumpeting. And that's a, it made the tradition come alive in a different way. How so? Just being, being out thinking, you know, somebody got off a ship, they rode in from the, where they anchored. And the first thing they wanted to do when they were here was pray yeah. and, you know, give thanks to God for safe passage. Right. And, and that there was a sense of the value of the rhythm of prayer punctuating life. Yeah. So it was a, it was a calling back to that. How wonderful. And so long ago. Um, yeah. And I would have assumed it would have been in Virginia or right. so, no, California yeah. coast. And what a beautiful part of the coach. Yes. <laughs> yes, it never hurts. Yeah. And then I was able to join the parish on short-term mission in Ecuador. And so that was sort of, right. you never stop being a priest. But I had the great gift of um, Stan Zerlinga and his wife, Jackie. Jackie did all the organization and had all of our paperwork and was here on the home front. And Stan was our lead traveling. And what a gift to be able to go on short-term mission and to have a, a fellow parishioner step in and do such a phenomenal job leading. It's amazing. And, you know, our ECM interns down there yes. as well, a lot of representation yes. down there. So we had folks on the, on the mission trip from age six to over 80. Mm-hmm. And that was my first experience being on an intergenerational mission trip, you know, gone with middle schoolers or high schoolers, college students, adults, but having that cross-pollination of age and ability and life experience, it was such, it was rich in that it reflected the life of the parish with whom we were going and being in partnership. Right, right. And so Alma was skipping and holding hands with little kids whom she'd met in the parish and folks who were clinicians were taking blood pressure for grandmother abuelas in the parish mm-hmm. and um, those who could carry the 50 kilogram bag of cement did that together. Yeah. The parish there has been given by the diocese, a new space that used to be a multi-level daycare center. And they're, they are doing the construction now to make that into new church so that they can expand their solidarity store out into what is their current church space to better serve their community. And uh, it's it's amazing seeing folks doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. Including Mother Lourdes, Mother Lulu, uh-huh. you know, out there crouching down in a small space, slinging buckets of hand-mixed concrete. 
And I, and I, th- I think seeing the interweaving of the threads and the sparks of you know, Cameron having been a parishioner mm-hmm. here, serving as a missionary for the last two decades, Caroline and John Allen, Caroline having known her coming up out of our parish, John having been an ECM member, right. them now being on support and on mission in Ecuador, and then seeing the way Cameron and John and Caroline's conversation with our current ECM students inspired them to go on short-term mission on spring break in Ecuador, and then to want to go back and serve over the whole summer. I mean, it's right. It's cross-generational, it's relational, it's really, it's authentic. To see see Bella, to see Haddon, to see Jesus, it was really, it was amazing. Yeah, like like you say, it reflects the parish, and it helps equip future generations, I think. Yes. Um, How great for kids to see this happening. And and equipping and and seeing how our college students are equipping you know, Ecuadorian teens who don't have a safe place to live mm-hmm. to be able to flourish in a different way. Yeah. So, yeah. Sounds, well, none of this sounds very restful, though. The- <laughs> <laughs> All sounds powerful. <laughs> uh, so there were parts of it that were full. There were other other moments and seasons where um, I think I really got to show up as a parent. Mm-hmm. In a different way, I think Edward could tell most of all, he's like, I like you. (laughs) I like this. Um, But to be able to show up to children in such a way that you, you can be rested enough that rather than experiencing frustration when something might have gone awry, you can just experience curiosity. (laughs) Yes. Oh, a developmental look at that. Look <laughs> at all that spilled milk. Right. How, you know, how do we clean it up or, or genuine curiosity about why do they feel the way they do and how are they expressing mm-hmm. it? And that posture is something that I hope, I hope I can hold on to not only in my parenting, but I can retain just as I show up as a fellow human. Right. You know, that, that what's going on in someone's life? Why are they responding this way? Yeah. How do you show up and meet them where they are? Where's God in the midst of this? In the midst of the spilled milk. In the midst. <laughs> yes. 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 Potty training was also a sabbatical activity also for our restful, youngest. Not, re- not restful. Mandatory. <laughs> it's something that one can, you can accompany someone in the process. Yes. 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 I got to read a lot, which I enjoy and Mm -hmm. love doing. And I felt like there was, I could think and make connections in a different way. It was like being out of the day-to-day operations of the parish. It felt like it let me ask bigger questions. Like I read read a book about um, the neuroscience of wonder, you know, and, and awe and, what are those habits and practices that help us cultivate awe? And and some of them are what we do together in Christian community. Right. right. That have a have a physiological response and effect in our bodies. Mm. Thinking about that, thinking about 
Vivek Murthy, the Surgeon General, talking about the pandemic of loneliness and and thinking about loneliness and Christian community and how do we show up authentically, yeah. both to God and being God's beloved and to one another. Right. Because I think sometimes you can be with people and still feel lonely. Absolutely. Yes. And so just and mystery novels that you check out of the library and just read for <laughs> read for fun. Yeah. History, you know, getting to know Father Medina um, at El Buen Pastor, yes. who's from Cuba, spent some time reading about the history of Cuba. Interesting. So, yeah. Oh, I'm interested in that. Well, speaking of Father Medina, he was here when you were not. I and mean, you've missed a lot. Yes, We've got to catch you I up have, on everything. I have missed. No, there is that sense of coming back and being refreshed, but also feeling like, oh, I missed I miss that. I didn't get to share in that. And right. it, there's a beautiful sense of the work and ministry of the parish continues and a sense of, I think for me in particular, wishing to have been present at both moments of joy and some moments of sorrow, yeah. you know, not being able to be present at some funerals right. and being grateful that wonderful colleagues and the funeral guild are, are showing up and are, yeah. what needs to happen is happening. That's right. So, And you're right. The vestry, very strong. Yes. A great Staff job. team. You equipped everybody very well by um, getting Jeffrey to come visit. We really yes. enjoyed our time with Jeffrey. It's quite a pleasure to have. I've had, uh, I've had some requests. Could Jeffrey come back? I'd like to hear him read X yes. passage yes. at... <laughs> um, yes. But I think Jeffrey's you know, wisdom, his decades in ministry, his experience with large church systems, mm-hmm. his sort of unflappability, his his sense of humor, yeah. and his sense of seriousness about the things that really matter. Absolutely, uh, I was so grateful to have someone who was willing to come and just have a short a short yeah stint. And how fortuitous it! I mean, he loved reconnecting with people. He just yes. kept telling me how much fun he was having all these people he hadn't seen for decades. Yes. Um, And to, I mean, to think of getting, so I had, I had similar, but, but different. I got to during sabbatical return to Davidson where I went to college for my college chaplain's retirement. One of my mentors in the English department, her retirement and reconnect with people whom I had known 25 years ago. And that, that sense of, going home again or remembering people and places who were formative for you and then having the space to reflect on how you've changed or yeah. what, what their impact and import was in your life. I know how much gratitude I felt being able to go back and do that. Yeah. Um, and I hope that, that Jeffrey had some similar glimpses. According to what he told me, he was very grateful, yeah. very grateful. Yeah. Well, I'd like to know what you're thinking as you're coming back. I mean, a lot, a lot has changed. A lot has happened. Mm. And obviously with you, the sabbatical sounds very fruitful. We've had some staff change. Mm-hmm. And we're just entering a whole new season here. Mm-hmm. So uh, how, how how do you think as you return? I think trying to continue to inhabit that sense of uh, spaciousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was walking one morning and listening to an Indigo Girls song, and there's a line uh, in, I think it's Get Out the Map, why do we hurdle ourselves through every inch of time and space? Mm -hmm. So that 
that remind the and the liturgical year itself is a good reminder of that right that there are there are ways in which time keeps speeding but we we keep on this calendar of how we show up in community how we show up in relationship to god remembering how god shows up to us right and that the most important thing we can do is cultivate those habits and practices that let us remember that we are God's beloved and and be nourished in such a way that we can then act in the world because of that reality. Right. In all of the myriad ways that we are called, cajoled, pushed to to act and live out our ministry in the world. And and that happens outside the walls of the church, right? You come in to be nourished. Mm-hmm. And you're going out to then go do the work. Right. And that ties into what we're going to talk about soon with the annual campaign theme and the year theme. Yes. Yeah. That that motion. That is. that coming in and being sent forth. Right. Coming in, seeing, tasting, and and then being sent back out. So I think I'm reminded of the gift and value of having some space for reconnecting with God and remembering the importance of a balcony view. Mm-hmm. Cause like you got to keep the main thing, the main thing. That's right. And how do we discipline ourselves to say yes to the things that are the most important things right. Right. of showing up to God, showing up authentically to one another, showing up for me, showing up to my family. Mm-hmm. And then how do you let, how do you let other things go? I like to grasp all the details. Yes, of course. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but but perhaps wholeness and fullness of life looks like some of those being a little bit fuzzy. Right. There are limits to the bandwidth, right? Yes, yeah. And what are you turning down by getting in the weeds? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And if if perhaps not weeding, not being attentive to weeds in one area lets one show up to God. Seems more important. That's yeah. 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 Well, we're very happy to have you back. Welcome back. I'm glad to have you back here. I am so grateful to be back. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Well, I, I, I hope, I, I don't know. I think sometimes just in the rhythm of an academic community, um, summer can be a time to, to step away and inhabit a different rhythm. And I hope that as there is the catalyst of school year starting up, you know, right, right in our backyard on campus. And then the school starting a few weeks later for those still in primary Mm -hmm. secondary school that saying yes to time and space with God, yes to worship, yes to community will be part of our part of our our rhythm of life that we'll say yes to, to coming and seeing and being caught up in a life with God. Those are some good words to propel us into the fall. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. The Chapel of the Cross is an Episcopal church in the heart of Chapel Hill and the university community. Find out more at thechapelofthecross.org. There you can find our latest news and events, 
connect with our pastoral care team, Faith in Action Ministries, and offer a prayer request. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram at The Chapel of the Cross, and on Facebook and Twitter at C-O-T-C, Chapel Hill. May you be nourished by the Word to serve in the world.